Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Lucky, you made a fatal, fatal mistake. Oh, I did? Yeah, during your news, you mentioned Lotto Max and a draw tonight. I never knew there was a Tuesday draw. Oh, really? I always just assumed it was the Friday. Oh, no. So now I have to go get my ticket oh. today to win one of those Max Millions. Or right. 70 million. Or is it more now? Uh, well, the main draw is 70 million. It tops That's, out at that, right? Yes. It, uh, that caps now. Okay. But they have 47 Max Million prizes, too. Alrighty. Well, I have to go get my ticket today. <laughs> Otherwise, I just would have waited till Thursday and bought it then. Right. But it would have all been... And I would have been so mad if I heard, like, say, on Thursday... That I wasn't here anymore. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if I found out tomorrow morning, if I got in here and Katie was sitting here, I, I guess I would have real. I would have said it was Lucky Sick. What's wrong? Yeah, what happened? I didn't hear from well, him. Well, they wouldn't know the reason why. <laughs> Actually, I don't even know that you would call. Oh, <laughs> it just just wouldn't show up. Did you call Doug and just say, I'm done. I'm done. Or you work for me now. Or would you come and, yeah. <laughs> would you buy the place and make some changes? Um, or would you come to work every day just to taunt me with it? Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. That would be fun. I don't know if I'd want to wake up. Uh, let's talk best friends. It's okay. National Best Friend Day. Is it really? Yeah, and only half of us say they have a best friend. That's kind of sad, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, are, are they saying perhaps like they've got a lot of friends, you just can't narrow down a Maybe. best one? Maybe. Although three out of four people agree it's possible that you could have more than just one. Oh, okay. I, you know, best is like, it's like best man. Best, you know, you, you I think if you're saying my best friend you can only have i would think one best friend i don't mm. know that you can have multiple yeah, best, best seems kind of exclusive yeah close friends right you can have a few of them uh most of us met our best friend in school elementary school and high school are the most popular stages in life to meet them and i think that yeah as the years roll on it is it is tough to to uh, meet people and make like a best friend connection you'll have a lot of acquaintances and people right. that you will hang out with here and there but yeah, that, that best friend thing kind of gets uh, glued in and stuck from a very young age. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, uh, I like, I know my best friend I've known since we were literally like six and five, you know, or yeah. five and four, something like that. I'm still uh, good friends with, and, and I guess you say best friends, with, yeah, guys I went to you know, kindergarten and, mm-hmm. and primary school with, yeah. Now, do you have out of, because I know you've got a bit of a wolf pack, but is one of them kind of the, the best friend? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I think I've, all of them, I think, when you say best friends, I think it's, it's based on, like, reliability. Mm. I think all of them are there. They fit fit the bill at right. times. And they're all listening. You don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Oh, yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, I got no friends. That's right. Um, and it is interesting with, with best friends, because I was thinking about this uh, when I knew we were going to be uh, talking about it. A best friend, I think, when you know them from a very young age, they become very much like family. I mean, I've told my best friend many times that if we were to meet today, we'd probably not be friends at all. Right. Because we now, as the years have rolled on, it's decades of friendship, we just don't have a whole lot in common anymore. You know, as as kids, we lived a few doors away and we just met on the street and we became buddies uh, and through all of life's changes, you know, you make, I had other friends when I, because we were a couple of years apart in school. So I had other friends that kind of came into my life and they were like the focus for a while, but then they just 
petered off and went off to other things, met a girl or got into things I wasn't interested in. And so always back to that friend. That friend was always there. You right. Know? As, as same for him. He had a lot of other buddies and people he hung out with. But somewhere along the way, you come back and there becomes a bond with a best friend that they become like a brother or a sister. And if life changes, they go on to other things. You still have that, you know, connection. You mm. can not talk to them for months on end, pick up the phone and it's it's right there. Yeah. You know, it is interesting with uh, with that. And, you know, the difference you can see it between a best friend and a, just a friend in that. You can bump into them somewhere, ju- the just kind of casual friend. You have a quick conversation. There's nothing more to say, and you get a little uncomfortable. <laughs> With a best friend, you can literally not have anything to say, but that's fine as well. Yeah, that's cool. You know, you're you're cool with each other. Yeah, and, and I, yeah, like and like all friends in your lives, like you said, they kind of move in and out of your lives mm-hmm. at times too, right? Mm-hmm. You know, as you you drift apart and then come back in. Like like we're you know we're friends, we're work acquaintances, we're friends. When this inevitably ends, we will probably never speak again. That, that's, that's, uh, I don't know about that. No, no, I'll make sure of that. <laughs> well, we'll, I mean, we'll certainly speak ill of each other. I'll, I'll call you when I need a job. Yeah. Um, a quarter of people say their dog is their best friend. Oh, that's kind of sad. Yikes. We're almost twice as likely to consider our mom a best friend than our dad. Okay. Dad's just the wallet. Um... <laughs> And uh, just less than half of people said their significant other is their best friend. Oh, that whole, I uh, want to marry my best yeah. friend. Of course, that is said when the significant other is standing <laughs> right beside them. You, you, better, you, you better choose wisely. You better choose wisely. Well, I have nothing in this because once the Leafs were out, I won't watch a second of playoff hockey unless I'm with somebody who's watching it. But in my own home, I would not turn it on for a second. So I really don't care who goes on and who doesn't. But if you're a hockey fan uh, in this country, it's decision time. I mean, it's going to be really tough for many people. Certainly if you're a Winnipeg Jets fan, it's going to be tough after uh, that, that straight loss. And then, of course, Leafs fans can never cheer on the Montreal Canadiens. But what do we do as a country? Do, you know, do we do we have to back the Montreal Canadiens, or can you pick a team in the states you'd like to see win the Stanley Cup? Uh, What's your call? What are you doing, Lucky? I I, I don't know. I, I got no horse in this race at this point, um, and so I'll, I'll look at it and just say, you know, as much as the Canadians are 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 Canada's team now after winning the North Division, mm-hmm. I look at the American series and go i don't see anyone beating a couple of these teams Mm. uh and so you know i I fully admit you know congratulations to montreal and the canadians and their fans i don't know how you're doing it seven straight now yes seven straight games i mean a goaltender doesn't steal seven straight games that they're they're doing it did they win seven all season long (laughs) (laughs) you know what it's interesting don cherry's theory on this you know, on, on Twitter, as he said, you know, part of it is because Montreal is the one team who really had to stake themselves over the last month of the regular season mm. in order to even make the playoffs. Where, you know, the Leafs were able to kind of coast into it. And, and you know, with that kind of, all right. Coast out of it. Coast out of it as well. You know, Winnipeg also had to fight to make that, you know, the last playoff run to stay ahead of Montreal. Mm. Uh, and they had nothing. 
against the Canadians. It really was amazing. It's amazing how they've done it. I don't see them going past the next round, but I didn't see them getting past the Leafs in the first place. So yeah. Who knows? What do we do? Do we fly the Montreal Canadiens flag, or do we just still say no to those abs? Back, I don't know how many years ago, maybe a decade or so, there seemed to be this uh, fad that went on where we were all walking around with the uh, rubber wristbands on. Usually they had some kind of saying on them that they were some kind of charity I've still endeavor. got some. I don't think they were that long ago. Oh, they were decades ago. Like, <laughs> De- decades, decades ago. ago. <laughs> He's still wearing, uh, what's his name, the uh, the riders uh, Stay Strong or whatever. Oh, no, Lance no, no. Armstrong's. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, I guess it started with that, right? I think he started. It was like yeah. one of the first ones. What are yours? What are you wearing? Uh, I got one that I do, a uh, tournament we do for a, a friend of mine. Yeah. And another one, uh, a charity that I'm a part of called A Heart Like Mine for a yeah. Kids who've lost a parent. They, um, they, uh, yeah, they were a big deal for for quite some time, and then uh, they kind of disappeared, as all things do. Well, it kind of replaced the ribbon, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the, at first, it was wear a ribbon or wear a pin, right? And then uh, they found people weren't, you know, piercing their clothes or or weren't moving it enough, right? Uh, from and it was just easy to put on this little wristband. Well, and like so many things, what started off as kind of an interesting idea, you know, it got to the point where everybody had a band for something. It's like the True. ribbons, right? All of a sudden, there's not enough colors in the flipping rainbow for right. all the different <laughs> right. charities and events and things we're supposed to support and be uh, a part of. Anyhow, the uh, wristband might make its way back, and it's because of COVID. And so there's this idea being floated around for conferences or weddings or events where you're going to have to get together with people at some point that you could wear a green wristband if you were okay with physical contact. Yeah, you'd wear a red one if you want people to still say stay six feet away. And yellow means I'm okay with some elbow touching, uh, that type of thing, but uh, don't be coming in for the big uh, kiss and hug and hand. Right. So, I, I, I mean, I guess I could see that uh, being a thing because it might stop some awkwardness where somebody starts to approach you with their hand out. And yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. Check the wrist. I got red. Yeah, you know, you're always walking in like you're wearing handcuffs, though. You <laughs> your arms out <laughs> all the time. But, uh, you know, we're going to have to do something because there's going to be a lot of awkwardness moving forward. Right. Uh, especially, like, for me, I know certainly there will come a day when I have to go to an in-law's wedding or a funeral, and the double kissing is something that, I mean, I hated back before all of this, and now I would hope a lot of them go, okay, we're done with that. We're, we're done with that, but I don't think they can give it up that easy. I'm going to show up with my Ivy red, yellow, and green wristbands and screw everybody up. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you? I <laughs> can't tell. We're going to see dudes at the bar, like, full-on green, everything oh, yeah. green. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good to go. <laughs> Come on, baby. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know. We're going to have to do something. I mean, I've, I've instituted the, uh, the curtsy after a golf uh, game. Right, okay. Instead of a handshake. And uh, I've tried that. I, I've, I've tried to start, you know, the tapping over the heart and the point. Okay. I, think the, I think the bow is good. And then we, could just, we can just do away with, with all, all the handshaking. It's just not needed. I, I think you're right. It's going to get very awkward, especially among not only friends but family. Like, you think sure. Thanksgiving will probably be the next holiday where hopefully we can all get together. Or, you know, the first one in a while where mm-hmm. we can all get together and share a meal and and uh and properly you know visit again 
But there's going to be, you know, people probably in your family or or that you normally invite to that sort of function that either aren't cool with it or don't have the same, you know, opinion or view on it that you do. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to kind of work your way through or around that. Yeah, and you shouldn't fold. Like if somebody in your life has, you know, all along been uh, on the side of anti this and that, then let them. Uh, you know, don't, don't, if they come at you with a hug and it's your great uncle Joe, just because you feel like you need to respect him because he's an elder. Right. No, Joe. No, no go, Joe. Yeah. It's not happening. Sorry, well, dude. And, and, you know, the vaccine issue is an interesting one, too, because there are people who just you don't want to get it and won't get it. And there are many who, you know, think 70% we are at now in the GTA who, are, who have gotten mm-hmm. at least their first one. You know, so... You know, if you if you're saying okay, well, everyone's vaccinated, let's all get together, and then you know the one family member who doesn't believe in it, doesn't want to do it, mm. wants to come too, or you need to figure out whether to invite them. It's going to be awkward. Same the other way around because a lot of the anti-vax people uh, think you know well, those who get vaccinated are perhaps more dangerous because they can still carry it mm. and they don't think they have a problem with it. So uh, you're going to see some real invitations happening. Around yeah. family events in the in the future, my entire wardrobe from moving forward is all going to be red. I'll be just like Flash <laughs> at all family events. <laughs> so we were just talking about uh, being a house guest, being a bad house guest, and certainly if you were going to somebody's house and you had kids, being ultra aware of making sure your kids don't destroy your friends or family's home. Right, and you know, in your own home, it can just be a constant, constant fight um, battle to keep things even somewhat organized. Uh, usually with a lot of parents, I know this from when my kids were small, we'd have like a closet or a somewhere in the house where things could just get dumped. A big pile of just whatever, toys, paper, <laughs> pens, old clothes. Stuff it all in here. A pet. Yeah, with, the, with the skeletons. That's right. Um, but uh, parents did some math, figured out that uh, it uh, rooms don't stay clean for very long when you got kids. Parents say they can only keep a room totally clean for 17 minutes. <laughs> and then the mess starts to build again. 17 minutes? 17 minutes is the uh, the top. Wow. But there is an age uh, that uh, has your children being their messiest where they just don't care about anything other than themselves. Right. Although that usually goes on for decades. Yes. Uh, but the messiest age is seven Okay. That's when they're just tossing things around wow. and spilling stuff. and So we're past that point <laughs> in my house? <laughs> Seem to be getting worse. Oh, man. I, I used to drive me insane when you would, uh, when you would set a table, you know, especially if you're having a nice meal. And, and they just, kids are so oblivious to everything around them. And they would just come wailing in and you'd have all your, you know, your nice, say, china out. Or you'd have uh, nice wine glasses. Or, you know, all the cutlery is set up perfectly on napkins. And there's, if it's Thanksgiving, there's some kind of little thing in the middle. It, everything's looking lovely. And they sit down and like those big balloons at a car dealership, the arms are just waving all over right. the place. Yes. Milk cups and everything flying on the floor. And I'd be, and I, and this isn't even like when they're, you know, like three or four. This is like when they were like nine or ten, and you're like, how do you not read this room? Right. No, their ability to read, uh, and especially read a room, yeah, very low. And I think we've determined in our house that we just can't have nice things. Mm. <laughs> for, for the time being, mm-hmm. we just can't have nice things. 
Yeah, it's funny now in our house because we are basically empty nesters until the end of this uh, summer, depending on what Daniel does when he gets home. And David's going to be still up north for some time to come. Although he was recently reaching out to Maria to ask about his grandparents' uh, Italian, uh, um, uh, their uh, their passports or their, um, uh, their uh, what is it, when you live in a country, your citizenship. Okay. Uh, whether they gave that up or not when they came to Canada. Because I guess he's been looking into seeing if he can uh, get a, an Italian uh, citizenship of oh, some sort. Go to Italy. I guess that's his next plan. I said, <laughs> take your mother. She'd love to go. Oh there. my goodness, she'd be going to visit all the time. Yeah. Anyhow, um, yeah. Now we have nice things like we have a glass uh, kitchen table and we have a glass coffee table. Right. You know, yes. These are things we never could have owned when the kids were young because they either would have cracked their skull into it or they would have dropped something on it and broke it, mm-hmm. or it would have gotten scratched all to hell with with uh, the, their toys and stuff that they drag across it. Right. Anyhow, it is it is kind of nice when you have a like we have a white carpet now in our wow room. white carpet i know i know and there's no <laughs> occasionally there's some chips mingled in there yeah me but yeah there's no stains from orange juice and peanut butter sandwiches yeah yeah i walk into a house with a white carpet and right away i'm like we gotta leave <laughs> get, sorry get back in the car <laughs> we gotta go <laughs> and then they get you too remember when you could go into like you know a home improvement store or you go to a furniture store uh-huh. and they have everything laid out in their display and oh yeah it's on this like furry white carpet yep. and you know like white accent pillows on a white leather couch yep. like, nah none of this can <laughs> it all looks fantastic oh yeah 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 you know practicality is zero uh, most parents say they're currently uh, dealing with a mess somewhere in their home that they've been meaning to clean up but haven't gotten to. Yep. The room that stays clean for the shortest amount of time, the living room, then the bathroom, the kitchen, the master bedroom, and then the kids' bedrooms. Okay. Uh, for us, basement and garage. Right. And uh, in garage especially, I'm just as guilty because I've got like a workbench there is just a catch-all. Right. Like everything just gets thrown on it and yes. no work gets done on it. Oh, ever. not at all. It's like if you have a pool table or a ping pong table. Right, It yeah. just becomes a wrapping, yep. Christmas wrapping station. The average household with kids does 2,184 pounds of laundry a year. <laughs> to put that in terms your kids will understand, it's right around what a rhinoceros weighs. It is believed the size of your pupils shows how intelligent you are. It is said that people with uh, eyes that have uh, uh, people that have eyes that have bigger pupils might be smarter in general. Huh? I've got big, big eyes. <laughs> Everyone's like opening your eyes. It's the only really thing I've, wide right now. It's the only thing I've got that's big. <laughs> <laughs> what you got that's big and starts with a P? <laughs> Pupils. There was a shark apocalypse 19 million years ago. 90% of the sharks on Earth died. Wow. Yeah. Don't know why. Dry? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Um, a byproduct from beer makes it a great natural pesticide when mixed with manure. When you mix beer with manure and manure? Yeah, it's a great pesticide. Oh, wow, what a waste. Yeah, it's a big waste of beer. Let the bugs get at the broccoli. I don't need it. <laughs> Which of our other organs is the most similar to our brain? And genetically speaking, the answer is testes. 
Oh. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why most men think with that part down there. <laughs> <laughs> we do all our thinking in our pants. <laughs> a, a group of parrots is called a pandemonium. Really? Yeah. There's only one black majority owner of any MLB, NFL, or NBA team. Michael Jordan? That's right. He's the owner of the Charlotte Hornets. Geographically, the United States and Canada are almost exactly the same size. The U.S. is about 1.5% smaller. Ha ha. <laughs> yeah. yeah, until you go north <laughs> and realize where we get that extra 1%. Yeah, and it's only 3.5% smaller than all of Europe. Wow. Yeah, that's why you can bomb through about six of those countries in about 45 minutes. It is pretty crazy. No one knows exactly when people started using the phrase Jesus H. Christ. Yeah. It's odd. I've certainly heard of it. I just yeah. don't know. I, I've never really thought of it, what it meant. We don't even know what the H stands for. I think it just flows well. Right. But Mark Twain said in his autobiography that people were already using it when he was a kid, and that would have been in the mid-1800s. So it's been wow. around a long time. Jesus H. Christ. I used to say it at my kids a lot. <laughs> Jesus H. Christ, would you shut up? <laughs> For the love of God. Stan Lee was originally planning on the Incredible Hulk being gray. Okay. But because of issues with ink colors, he changed him to green. Really? Yeah. The original Super Mario Brothers game was only about 30 kilobytes of data. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> I mean, and if you go back to because you can get the systems where you can go back and play it yeah, now, yeah, you realize that yeah, there's not a heck of a lot to it. I remember one Christmas getting, uh, I think the kids got it for me, one of these uh, plug and play consoles. There's like sixty games in it, yeah, you know, from the back then. And I, you know, I, I went crazy for it for about uh, ten minutes, and you realize how truly boring. And speaking of that, it comes to my memory every now and then. Did you loan that to somebody? A former co-worker, and I never got it back. <laughs> really? Yeah. Hoop me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope he's playing with a lot of love. Where's my game? Oh, why am I yelling at him? He'd be asleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and finally, Vanna White hasn't actually flipped a letter in over two decades. Yeah, they just uh, they punches them now. I don't even know if she needs she to touch, touch them. them. No, she has not touched them since 1997. Wow. So, so she's just, just, just there to walk there. across. Yeah, gets paid just to walk. So the letters, they've been all computerized. They're not manual. So since 1997, she hasn't had to touch a letter. They should put a Fitbit on her. Let's do some tracking. <laughs> yeah. See some stats. Yeah. That has got to be, and you think we do nothing for a living. <laughs> Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.